Welcome to Poems by Tessie Live. How are you all? It's Monday and I'm terribly, terribly sad because I only have a few more Mondays left until I'm going to be working on a Monday and I haven't worked on a Monday properly for, goodness, coming up to 10 years now. So I'm really trying to enjoy my time off on a Monday that I've got this month still and guess how productive I've been today. Well, not very. I actually fell asleep today and had a little bit of a snooze. Hi, everyone coming into the room. Hi, Billy. Hi, Sophia. Hi, Outgrown Mohawk and everyone coming in. And Anna, hi, I see you there. Um, so the first thing I want to say is that you might have noticed a little bit of a different look here. And I used to be a brunette. And um, yeah, as you can see, there's a bit of a change going on. The pixie has gone blonde. And as you know, the Pixie and um, her co-host, um, Billy, or from Your Poetic Voice, we're very, very much into honest feedback. So give me the thumbs up or give me the thumbs down. What do you think of the Pixie's new hair? But be honest, because we like honest feedback, don't we, Billy? Okay, so I'm just popping on live now because I've had a very, very um, silly afternoon, silly kind of morning and afternoon where I've fallen asleep and I woke up and I thought, oh goodness, I need to do something. So I booked in for half an hour's time and in that half an hour I ran around, tidied up the playroom, um, did a few other little jobs and now I'm here to read you some poetry. So just to let you know, I am going to be doing some more lives. I've been a bit quiet lately on Instagram with the lives. And um, what I want to do is I want to start reading some of your poetry. And if you can use the hashtag uh, poems by Tessie live, then I can pick up the poetry that you want me to read. And um, hopefully um, I'll get round to reading all of those poems that you've tagged. That would be amazing. So that's poems, hashtag poems by Tessie live. And I have a few to read today from people that have already used that hashtag. Okay, um, so just before we start with the poetry, I want to remind you that Your Poetic Voice has a poetry challenge going on. And the challenge is simply to write a poem about a knife. So it's an everyday object. We don't want to offer any kind of influences, any themes um, to guide you. Um, we want you to use your imagination and to elevate the importance of this everyday item. Now we've had some brilliant submissions already and um, next Sunday we're going to be reading those out on YPV Live. Um, all you need to do is use the hashtag YPV Challenge and we'll pick those poems up. But we do want you to kind of think out of the box, think about wordplay, um, think about different ways you could use the knife, um, you know, really try to be unique and write us something a little bit out of the box. Okay, so I think on that note, I will move on to the first poem. Now, I'm going to read a poem by Billy to start with, and it's called Shrinking, and I was supposed to read this on a live on Myth and Law, and I completely forgot to read it. I read one of your other ones, didn't I, Billy? But I completely forgot to read this one, so I'm going to pay this back to you and read it now as an opening poem. Hello, Hussein. Hello, and hello, the beauty of speech. Okay. He makes Tom Thumb look six foot one, been shrinking since age ten. He lives in Barbie's playhouse and takes his clothes from Ken. He 
struggles in the main house as he can't get up the stairs. He cannot sit at tables because he cannot get on chairs. He can't go in the attic, he's frightened of the bats. Can't venture down the cellar for he'll be dinner for the rats. His dog is rather helpful, it lets him ride upon its back, but he can't go in the garden due to the next door neighbor's cat. He hates that he's still shrinking, he hates that he's so small, he hates the tests, the pokes, the prods and all the measuring tools. Continuously being gawked at, he feels like such a freak. He tries to shout about it, but when he sucks, he only skew whiff. So I'm hoping that I am back now, so I'm just going to take off from that stanza. Continuously being gawped at, he feels like such a freak. He tries to shout about it, but when he speaks, he squeaks. His clothes are getting bigger because he's getting smaller. The scientists have given up to make this poor boy taller. The nighttime is the worst. It plays amongst his fears that come the morn he won't wake up. He'll simply disappear. Then one day it happened. He was no longer there. He, the shrinking boy did vanish and the grief grew everywhere. Okay, so this was for the ML Pixie Live on Myth and Law. Um, and um, yeah, I forgot to read it on the live. So there you go. It was um, for a challenge to write a poem about little people um, and giants. So Billy's chosen a shrinking boy. Um, thank you, Billy, for writing this one. Um, hi, Charlotte. It's nice to see you. Um, I hope you can see that I've made some amendments to the orange hair that was last week. So now it's purpley tinged and a little bit grey looking. Um, hope that I've got a thumbs up from you, Charlotte. Okay, so also guys, I'm so excited. I don't know whether you guys knew, but at the end of August, I went to Menorca with my boys and I was very, very brave. And I, put, I took them both on a plane and we went to Menorca, just myself and the boys for the week. And we had a really, really great week and we did loads of adventures. And I really, really loved the crystal clear waters and the, the lovely scenery and the hot weather. And, you know, we had a, a really, really good stressful but good time um and i was feeling a bit depressed about being back in the uk um and being back to work and the prospect of working full time um looming um, ahead of me very very closely so i've decided to book a holiday and today i have booked another holiday but this time not abroad because actually i've only just been abroad like a month ago and it was it was quite stressful traveling and i wouldn't want to do that for a good couple of years so um, um, we're going to our favourite campsite and we've got a caravan for the week um, in the October half term so really really excited about that and despite how lovely I thought Menorca was um, actually I don't think anything compare, can compare to our beautiful um, Cornish Devon um, well the British coast to be honest I mean I haven't explored too much beyond Devon and Cornwall but yeah, I, I absolutely do rate holidays in the UK. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be taking my boys away and I can't wait. And hopefully it'll be a little bit less stressful because it's a familiar place and there's um, kind of parks there for the kids to play on. And it's, um, you know, it, it hopefully will be a little bit more relaxing. Hi, Shelley. Nice to see you. Okay, so I'm going to move on to the next poem. So this is a poem written by Joel Shuler, um, who is in the UK and actually not too far away from me at all. He's in Wiltshire and he used the hashtag Poems by Tessie Live. And um, that's how I found this poem. So if you want your poems read by me um, on a live every now and again, then please use that hashtag. This is called Some Golf Club in High Worth. 
I have found a tree I quite like. It is the closest I will get to having a girlfriend. I used to like golf, but then I realized how sad it is. Click, clock, go the lunar balls behind the sun blent me. I, who usually live in the corner of a cupboard, behind me drivel distant voices of golfing parlance. In front, unidentified creatures vibrate in the heather, a code just for them. The former's click-clocking shared love of this shit attire and talk they call banter, some young'uns, bants, decompose my sprockets of creativity, my chain of production. A golf ball is lodged between the radial projections. I wouldn't be so angry if I wasn't so lonely. They are probably all right. They are probably all right, the golfers. Like my tree, I lie. I am at a new tray today, better for sitting by and better hidden from the golfers who are not here, but they were yesterday, the fuckers. So yes, very original um, poem by Joel there, and we posted that one on YPV because Joe won a feature with us on a recent, well, it was not very recent, was it? It was quite a few months ago, a live that we did when we did a little competition on the live. Um, so thank you, Joel, for, for submitting that poem with the hashtag poems by Tessie live. Okie dokie. Um, okay, I've been getting into my running again recently because I'm afraid that I've become a little bit of a porky pie and um, I, I always used to have very thin tummy. I always used to have fat legs, always had fat legs, big fat legs, but my tummy's always been quite flat, but it isn't anymore. And I've realised that, um, yes, perhaps age is, is catching up with me a little bit. Um, being, I think I'm 37 this November, or was it 38? I, I can never remember. I always get confused about how old I am. But I decided that after getting heavily into running um, in 2016, it was about time that actually I started doing it again because I was so good and I did loads of half marathons lots of 10Ks and lots of other kind of running events. I did a Tough Mudder and I was really quite fit a couple of years ago. Um, so I've started running again and today I did my third three-mile run um, in the last couple of weeks. So I'm quite pleased and I can already feel in myself that I'm starting to perform a little bit better. Um, so yeah, go me. Yeah, gonna start counting the calories and doing some running. Um, <laughs> okay, so I don't know whether anyone else is into running and they've got any tips for me because um, even though I was into it in 2016 I'm by no means an expert or anything like that. Hi Eve. Hi um, a girl a girl in chaos. Thank you for joining. Okay let's move on to the next poem. So I came across this poem by um, Sharon Andrews. Her handle is SH Andrews Poetry and um, it really captured my attention and I'm going to read it to you now. She is delicate, porcelain skin, features so intricate, blushes soft pink. She speaks gently, filled with charm, words spun eloquently, a poetic balm. Her footstep is light, full of elegance grace. She is hidden from sight behind her veil of lace. Her story gently written from the day that she started. She might seem like a kitten, but she is lion-hearted. So Sharon's brilliant at doing rhyming poetry, and um, that one I just loved, and she's put a little picture of a cat on the side there. <laughs> okay, so let's see, moving on. I have a poem by Jen.LV. 
called Chocolate Monster. And before I actually move on to reading this, I want to remind you that tonight I'm going to be live on Myth and Law doing the ML Pixie Live. And I'm going to do that at 9 o'clock. So 9 o'clock BST. It is still British summertime at the moment um, until our clocks change, I think, sometime in October. Um, so I hope you can join me for that over on Myth and Law. And I'm going to be reading poems about gods and monsters. And um, this one, Jen has really thought out of the box here. And, um, yeah, I don't know whether um, you are going to be able to uh, catch that live later, but it's about mythology, gods and monster, but Jen has sort of taken it to a different level, and this one's called Chocolate Monster. I have this little boy. He loves his chocolate treats. I think that he prefers them to other kind of sweets. He loves a chocolate biscuit or a chocolate bar, and when he gets all mucky, he says, Chocolate Monster, rah! It's a term that he has used for well over a year, and every time he says it, his face is full of cheer. Yay, I absolutely adore that. So much fun, Jen, and written so delightfully, and it's so charming. So well done. Okay, sorry if it's being a bit sticky. I hope it's not my connection there, because I turned my Wi-Fi off. Okay, so I've got some exciting news, guys. Um, for the last um, probably about five months or something like that, I've been working on a narrative poem called In the Little Woodland Clearing, and I've got the first proof copy of this book. Now, the cover is going to be slightly different. Um, I need the wording to stand out more, and this little fairy cannot be pink because in the book the fairies are blue. So I am making some amendments to the cover. Um, the blurb at the back, this is how it goes. Have you ever wandered through the bluebell woods and wondered if fairies dwell within the drooping bells? Okay, I can't read that next bit because it's got not for resale on it. Um, what about the pixies? Would you be lucky enough to spot one swinging from a flower stem? After witnessing her brother's demise in the bluebell woods, Honor makes a pledge to stop other children from facing the same macabre fate that befell her dearest brother, David. Join Honor, Barley Moe, and the pixies in their quest to restore peace in the little woodland clearing. Written in delightful rhyme, this story will surely disgust and delight older children and adults alike. But please beware, this story is not for the faint-hearted. So shut the doors, keep the windows firmly closed, and the lights switched on. So this is in the Little Woodland Clearing, and it's going to be available, I'd say, hopefully fairly soon, maybe in the next couple of weeks. Um, I will just give you a little sample of this poem. Okay. In the Little Woodland Clearing, a bluebell blanket looks endearing. Though be careful as you stroll around where flower fairies may be found, whispering their fairy talk, peering past the flower stalk. But in the drooping recurved tips inside a wandering child fits, and flower fairies lay their trap with sticky, sticky bluebell sap. And once they've surely captured them, they drag that flower by the stem. Deep into the dingy dell, they drag and drag that flower bell. So tempt ye not by their sweet scent, or the beauty of those bluebells lent and swaying in the gentle breeze, the fairies take just as they please. Down the 
busy babbling brook squealed the child that he took. The foul fairy slyly snuck in disbelief there came such luck to find an infant plump and round, though he could not bear the sound of frighted shrieks and mangled moans. Oh, how he wished to crunch its bones. The flower fairies loved to suck upon their juice and lap it up, sweet like nectar on their tongue. The sickly feast had but begun. I cannot say what happened next, would be too sad to speak the rest, but hopefully this tale helps, as in your mind you hear the yelps of children that have roamed too deep where ugly fairies crave their meat. But this poor boy who went away had a sister there that day, who witnessed all her who witnessed all her brother's fate in this evil bluebell killing spate. And even after David went, she watched and watched with discontent. As other boys were taken too in the beauty of those flowers blue, and honour with her eyes quite wide grew angrier and cross inside. She could not shout, she could not scream in fear that she would then be seen. And for what good would it then do if she became their supper too? No, she would watch and watch again to understand the fairy's game and find a way to overcome the evil that had now become. It's worth a note, perhaps, I think, that these fairies were not pink. No, they were blue, quite like the sea, or like the sky, or like the sea in mid-July. Some may think the girl was cruel to watch the fairies as they drooled, rubbing tums and licking lips, playing out their evil tricks. Perhaps she should have ran away and called for help that very day. But if she had have tried to flee, she'd not have had the chance to see where they took their wriggling prey to eat them up out of the way. It would have been a job to find where flower fairies chewed their spines and nibbled on their little toes and ate the skin upon their nose. Oh, and what they really loved to taste was tender thighs with clover paste, and honour saw it all unfold in the flower fairy's secret hold. If she'd left now, how could she know where those evil sprites should go and how they'd pass a magic door among the leaves upon the floor amid the twig and pine array, a portal to a world unknown with a fairy queen upon the throne? But this, of course, is all she spied. She did not see her brother die, but heard she did the awful wails echo through the portal trails and knew for sure that he was gone when from the hole she heard a song. We crunched, we supped, we ate him up, and for our lunch that's quite enough. And shooting from the leafy pit, a pile of bones and fairy spit. And I shall stop now, but this poem goes on and on. It's a very long narrative poem, and I will keep you updated on when that one is going to be available okay thank you Anna um, I'm from Bristol in the United Kingdom nice to see you Shilwani writes yeah not a bedtime story well Billy keeps on saying that children will like it younger children I keep on saying to him that I think it's a bit too scary and it's really only for older children um, it does have a slightly more um it does get slightly more um positive as it as it goes on okay so i'm going to read another one of your poems now so let me go back into my collection okay i saw poetry viking had put up a new poem and i really like this one it's called anyone's son 
Could I be the milkman's son because I whistle all the time? I'm always up before the lark comes snow or rain or shine. And what if I'm the postman's son? I like to ride a bike. I'm often writing letters too. I love a good old hike. Or maybe I'm the dustman's son, as I like to clang about. I'm always banging on the gate. It really gets a clout. Perhaps the rag and bone man's son, because I really love to yell. I like all old and shiny things. I like to ring the bell. Though I think I am the gardener's son, with all the mud upon my boots. I just have the gar- I just have to be the gardener's son, because I'm searching for my roots. So that was Poetry Viking, and I thought that one was really good. Lots of nice rhyme in there. Um, Billy says kids will love it. I'm just really not so sure about that. I don't think for under fives. Okay. Oh, do you know what? I went upstairs to collect some things I wanted to show you, and I, I forgot to bring down Sarah's book. So Sarah... Um, I'm just thinking what her handle is. Let me just check it. A lady that I've recently met on Instagram is absolutely wonderful. She's a spoken word poet and she's actually amazingly organised her own spoken word night in Hull. And um, you should go and check out her page. I don't know whether, Billy, you've got the handle there because something's going wrong with my laptop at the moment. Not my laptop, my tablet. And I'm I'm not able to get it. It seems to have crashed. Um, but anyway, she's written a book called The Sane Game, um, and I got it from Amazon, and it's got some poems in it, but it's mostly about her journey through um, mental health problems, and it's very, very good. Um, and I wanted to show that to you. I'll bring it down on another live to show you. Okay, just having a few problems here with this tablet. I will be back with you for the next poem. Sarah Drury, that's it. Um, it was just to give the handle, but it's something like Sarah Drury Poetry. It is. It's Sarah Drury Poetry, so just add poetry at the end of her name. Um, the other thing I wanted to tell you before I go on to the next poem is my book, Open Book, is available, um, and in a minute I shall read a couple of poems from there. Um, just to give you an idea of what the book's about. It's quite varied, um, but I'll talk about that in a minute. No, don't worry, Billy, it's absolutely fine. Okay, so just to remind those that weren't here on the start, please use the hashtag YPV. No, not YPV, we're not on YPV. Please use the hashtag Poems by Tessie Live, and um, that will give you a chance for me to be able to read your poems on these lives that I'm going to do every so often. Okay, so I have one by Harvesting Mind. That's Ayla, who is in India, in Bangalore. Okay, babbling perennial brooks untamed, streaming through the fissures unstrained. Limpid, pure bliss that flowed in trail, drops that converges in deep vale. Sunshine, sunshine thus on the dewdrop plain kaleidoscope of lights attained the clouds that downpour unrestrained of slushy snow rain mist and hail untold moods babbling perennial the tranquil disposition calmed when the ripple effect is gained the existence of mortals frail when the sea swells on a large scale. The basis of life unexplained, untold moods babbling, perennial. 
She says moments don't need reason or time to become memories. You just need a pinch of emotion stirred. This is one of my favourite pieces and it will always remain close to my heart. It's a rondo, 15 lines, quintet, quintrain, sestet. Oh, and I've just finished reading this caption. She says, I would like to extend my heartfelt thanks to your poetic voice for their wonderful support and feedback and help on this piece. Ah, I think that, Billy, you did some feedback on this one and I didn't. And that's why I, I wasn't recognising it. Because I, I think Billy gave you the feedback on this one, Ayla. Fantastic. So the picture is of a, a wonderful... Whoops. <laughs> um, a waterfall there. Okay, don't forget that your poetic voice will give you um, honest, constructive, peer-to-peer, um, -peer friendly feedback. So if you want to send us a poem um, or to send us a DM on that's on your poetic voice, we will, we will give you some help, but it's just peer-to-peer. -peer. It's just what we think. It's not, you don't have to take any of um, our suggestions for improvement on or anything like that, but sometimes it's good to get um, another pair of eyes looking at your poetry. So I have to put this on charge because my battery pack fell down. So thank you for using the hashtag poems by Tessie live. Um, I really enjoyed reading that one. Um, okay, so let's just see if I've got anything else here. Oh, I wanted to introduce you to Words by Ginger, um, who is in the Lo London in the United Kingdom. This poem I put on your poetic voice the other day, and it's called Multiple Sclerosis Listen. And it's a letter to MS, which her mother suffers from. You tied those weights around her legs. She stood up straight and strong. You thought that she could, you, you thought that you could break her down. I guess that you were wrong. You placed the veil over her eyes. Her vision became blurred. She took her glasses from her bag and went on undeterred. You squeezed her limbs till they went numb so she'd stay in, so she'd stay in and sleep and took the wheelchair to the beach. We took the wheelchair to the beach and raced her down the street. So when my mum has had enough and rests up for the day, I'll sit with her with cheese and wine. We'll have fun anyway. So run around and pout and frown for days and years to come. But if you think you'll win this fight, you've never met my mum. And I just love this defiant letter to MS. And she says, my mum is too strong for you. Um, your mum sounds amazing. A brilliant lady. Okie dokie. So I think that was all the ones I had on my hashtag. Oh, actually, no, there's another one, I think. Let me just check. Um, oh, yes. So this is unseen underscore unheard underscore poet. They say I'm real, I'm raw, and that's why they like me. And I can't help think of all the things I don't like that are raw. And maybe that's why all these feelings are like bile, like after something raw, not been given enough heat, cold in the core. Um, she didn't use the hashtag there. It's just one that I picked up that I thought was um, had, a, had a big impact when I read it. They said I'm real, I'm raw, and that's why they like me. And I can't help think of all the things I don't like that are raw. And maybe that's why all these feelings are like bile, like after something raw, not been given enough heat, cold in the core. I really liked that one. Okay, just thinking if there's anything else I need to update you before I talk to you about open book. Um, oh, I did want to say to anyone, this is nothing to do with poetry, um, but when I did my hair, first of all, it, I bleached it and it went very, very orange because my hair was very dark and I also had... Um, 
hair dye on it so it, it, it was, it was going to go wrong it was going to go orange and it can be like a, a long process to get hair that's dark to blonde um so it went light but it had really really brassy orange tones to it um, and then i decided to try and use a toner um to bring those brassy tones out of the hair and they didn't it didn't really work at all so i decided to bleach again much to the um what's the word um disgust of my my friend that's a hairdresser she said i should go to a salon but i've been reading lots about it and looking at youtube videos so i bleached it again and it went a much nicer tone but it was still quite yellowy and i wanted to kind of go for a more platinum silvery look so after reading loads and loads of reviews on amazon about a product called be unique which is a purple shampoo and this is what it is um well it's just had amazing results it's completely taken the yellow out of my hair i must admit it's made my hair a bit purple in bits, but I think after one wash or two, that should come out. Um, so I'm very, very pleased with it. Um, but I just wanted to share this because it really, really works. And I've tried other purple shampoos before and they haven't really made a difference, but this is highly pigmented. And uh, the reviews are all so good. And I thought I would take a chance on it. And um, I am amazed. So I shall be writing a review on Amazon about it. But that's very off topic, but I just wanted to let you guys know yeah i do want it to be silver billy that's what i'm going for now okay so open book this is available as a paper book poetry book on amazon um it's my second full length poetry book um i would love you to go and check this out um it's a poetry book of a number of chapters there's poems about parenting there's poems about love and heartbreak mental health um there's imagination so kind of like storytelling and things like that um and there's poems about grief and loss. Um, so there's a variety of different kind of emotions that have triggered the poems in this book. And I'm just going to read a couple of you, just a couple of them, just to give you a little taste. So, for example, I've just opened the page here on the chapter that is called Imagination. And this is called April's Comb. <laughs> um, so this is kind of the storytelling aspect of this book. He found among the seaweed on this evening wander home a peculiar washed-up item inscribed with April's comb. It truly looked so pretty, a fisher's lucky find, an elegantly crafted comb someone had left behind. The next day he wandered by the pebble shore and came across a purse abandoned by the ocean floor. For some time he pondered on where to keep his loot, but then he found the perfect spot that would so aptly suit. He hung the treasure in the cab of his trawler boat with pride and jingle jangled in the sun the trophies side by side. One calm morning out to sea he heard a mournful wail calling from the unknown depths a sea sprite with a tail. Holding out a salty limb she gestured him her way. She couldn't understand her song. He couldn't understand her song, a language quite unheard. She held up her tangled hair and from this signal he inferred that there was something she had lost and longed to take back home. "'Twas the mermaid April, and he had found her comb. "'She opened her palm to show two coins "'and pointed to the troiler, trawler, "'for she had found her mermaid, for, "'for he had found her mermaid's purse "'there dangling over water. "'Twas then the fisher understood "'and handed her his hoard.' 
She gave a smile and blew a kiss, then tossed the coins on board. The fisher told his story of the mermaid that he saw, but none believed it could be true. Therefore, his story was ignored. But when out in the ocean, in those depths unknown, he hears that distant humming of sweet April with her comb. So that's a sample from the imagination chapter. Um, then it can be quite different because we go on to parenting so there's one called nine years i've clocked nine years of being mum raising two spirited boys there's no denying it's hard as hell but definitely very rewarding as well but even though i'm nine years in i don't profess to hold within the ever-flowing font of knowledge that makes you perfect and ever polished there are certain things i read or hear and listen with an open ear but truthfully may not agree and often think it's OTT, yet remind myself it's not for me to judge or comment recklessly. We all have different life experiences. They make us who we are. We may feel the need to guide, but just don't take it all that far. And you see, this poem is full of personal photographs. So it's almost like a diary. So there's me and my boys last year at Legoland. We went to Legoland on Saturday as well, actually. Um, okay, so that's from the parenting section. Thank you, Stephanie. And hi, I didn't see you come in. Actually, I'll just check who's here, just to Denise, hi, Anna, Stephanie, and the Taurus Moon. Thank you for being here with me. Okay, then we have a chapter that is about um, mental health. Okay, this one's a bit to do with parenting as well, but it's in the mental health chapter. It's called Love Thy Neighbour. The cow next door is raging. Her brats are fighting too. She lets them run a riot. She lets them run the roost. They wake us up at six, running up and down the stairs. She doesn't try to shut them up. It's like she doesn't care. She lacks all due respect. She makes us all so stressed. She's got some serious issues that need to be addressed. So I text her in the morning, asks if she intends to stay. Inside with screaming children, not preventing rows all day. I say that she allows it, and all the neighbours think the same. I tell her it's her fault, and I make her feel like she's to blame what the neighbor doesn't realize is that behind the bedroom door wall there's a mother weeping silently who can't cope anymore she's tried all the strategies she's tried for years and years but the awful daily meltdowns leave her in desperate tears she wants to crash the car or drown in the bath a little empathy from thy neighbor is that all too much to ask Okay, so um, I often pine for my younger days and wish that I could turn back the clocks. And this one's called Growing Older. And it has a picture of me with my dad on the beach and our doggy somewhere in North Cornwall. Thank you, Anna. Okay, this one's called Growing Older. When I was little, I longed to grow older. I'm going to start again because I've read my own poem wrong. When I was little, I longed to grow old, pining for my future and what it would hold. A husband, children and my very own home. Life would be blissful. I'd not be alone. Yet now I am grown. It's not how I predicted. In a prison of sadness, I've now been convicted. Being grown up is not how I foresaw. With no such return, 
to my life from before. So that's kind of, um, yeah, I must remember that these are my happy days and, you know, that I, I will look back in years to come and, you know, I will think back at these times when my kids are young, um, of being happy. But at the moment, sometimes I do wish I could go back. I don't know whether anyone else feels like that. Okay, so that's kind of a couple of poems from the mental health section. Then we've got some poetry about toxic relationships. I'm going to read you, I followed her. I followed her this morning, tried calling out her name. I longed for her to know how he'd caused me so much pain, crying out my story in an attempt to make her see the fury of his temper and his cruel brutality. She never heard a word, maybe choosing to ignore. I'm hoping she'll remember when he throws her to the floor. When he pulls her pretty hair or when he grabs her chin, when he tells her she's no good letting out his rage within. I wish that I'd got through to her with the warning that I gave. I hope that she will leave him. I hope that she'll be brave. Oh God, I wish I'd listened to that desperate, hopeless plea when my boyfriend's ex-lover once attempted to warn me. So take heed from my message which to this vicious world I share from my broken heart and bruises are now disastrously not there. Okay, so that's... Um, I wrote that for Poetry Battles when they did something about... Um, they did a, a challenge for domestic abuse. Okay, so now we'll do one which is a little bit more light-hearted from the Love and Heartbreak section. This is called Author Day. And unfortunately, Author Days were Monday. And from the 1st of October, I'm not going to be having Mondays off anymore. So Author Day will be no longer. Author Day starts with a nice cup of tea when we eat up our croissants deliciously. You at your laptop and me at mine. Author Day, six blissful hours of rhyme. Quietly crafting, wandering words, facing each other, trying not to disturb. Though every so often a chatter and chirp with pixie ears on, we attentively work. Lunchtime arrives and now time for our soup. Tomato and garlic, it tasted so good. And quickly you kindly pop out to the shop after realisation the cheese was forgot. Profiteroles next, the dessert we adore, yet not quite satisfied and still room for more. There's just enough time for one, for one final treat. We take pleasure in cuddles that pudding can't beat. Back to our desks for the afternoon shift. I try and focus on work, but my mind is adrift, thinking of how much I wanted to stay. So we're already planning the next author day. Okay, so that's from Love and Heartbreak. And I'm just going to do you a poem from the life section. It's called Vita in the book. Um, just thinking which one I should do. Um do a couple so this one is like relevant for the time of year now change in the air giddy with summer and still feeling high when the stifling heat has kissed us goodbye this change in the air gives me tingles of zest for the season for the love of the season i long for the best hallows eve bonfires and birthdays galore and next we find yuletide festivities in store so that's about the end of summer and that's kind of what's going on now um we have 
let's see. I'll read this one because it's called Life Circle. And actually, a couple of days ago, my grandma, who is now dead, would have been 110 years old. And um, she always thought that she was born on the Friday the 13th. It was Friday the 13th, yeah? And my mother said that that plighted her life because she always felt she was unlucky. But this year, my mum looked at the 1909 calendar and there was no Friday the 13th. There was only Monday the 13th. So actually my grandma wasn't born on Friday the 13th at all. So this is called Life Circle and it's got like a little personal photograph here of my granddad, my grandma, and that's my sister. Okay, Life Circle. I wish I had known you both better, though my memories are just a mere haze and mixed with the tales I've heard retold of years gone by in the good old days. But Grandma, I only have photos, only pictures of moments in time. And Grandad, I can barely remember a time when your arms wrapped around mine. So life's ever-turning circle spins. My mum and dad, now grandparents too. Now I fear for the circle still turning. And that one day, I'll also lose you. Okay, it's a bit depressing. But the caption reads, A short time after I wrote this poem... Our family had devastating news that my father was diagnosed with an inoperable stomach cancer. So I was talking about life circle and stuff, and then we found out that, and um, yeah, dad passed away in November last year. There's a lot of poems in here about grief and stuff like that. So I'm not going to read any more of these, but I just wanted to give you a taste of um, what Open Book is about. Um, Thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. Do you have the book? Um, this picture of um, me running. It is a bit like a diary. Um, and what the caption at the back says is um, an inspiring collection of poetry exploring a range of themes, including love, abuse, depression, parenting and loss. Um, Open Book is a raw and emotional glimpse into the life of um, an ambitious single mum faced with heartbreak, depression and grief. Okay, as well as tackling the more serious subjects, you'll also find uplifting and positive poetry within this collection and also a few, a small number of love poems of a sensual nature. In addition, Tessie demonstrates her love for storytelling with a chapter dedicated to imagination. Tessie reveals her innermost emotions and private experiences in Open Book and invites you into her most intimate and personal thoughts with the hope that you will draw strength and inspiration from her words. So that's what it's about. Hi, Ayla, I've read your poem already. We'll have to catch up. This gives you an idea of what it's like. I didn't do colour photos because it costs a fortune. It's the... Um, Printing costs very much higher with print with coloured photographs. Um, there's also little illustrations in it. For example, the chapter headings. Okay, so I'm going to leave it at that. Um, thank you so much for listening today. What I would like to oh Anna, I know you've got it. I know you've got it, but I didn't know whether Stephanie had from her comments. Um, what I want to remind you is I want to read some more of your poetry on these like impromptu lives that I'm going to do. I want you to use the hashtag um, Poems by Tessie Live. I want you to um, come and join me later on tonight on Myth and Law for Poems About Gods and Monsters. 
um, I want you to look at your poetic voice and make sure you become a friend with your poetic voice and look at the knife prompt challenge. Um, generally, I know a lot of people like prompts and I'm not dissing them as such, but sometimes I feel prompts, or I should say we feel, sometimes I feel prompts can give us too much and we... They're good for, good for writing practice, undoubtedly, but we want you to just write. We don't want to give you any theme. We just wanted to give you an everyday object and see what you could turn a poem about a knife into. So go and have a look at the challenge on your poetic voice and use YPV Challenge um, to submit your poem. Billy and I will be reading them soon live. Um, Okay, you were just saying that you liked the pictures in there. Thank you. Cool. So, yeah, so I'm going to leave it as that. Thanks, everybody, for joining me. I'm going to get on with some chores now. And, um, yes, I'll see you later. Take care, everybody.